The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight, uh, each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here with your host, Jeff Shannon. And we always have interesting guests come on and around this holiday season, there's a lot of people doing great things for our community. One of the things that, that just pops up each year is the Santa Cop program put on by the Hendersonville Police Department. So I had to bring in our main man, Greg Frugenthal. I hope I said that right. Close enough, Frugenthal. Oh, that's, yeah, yep. exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time to do it. And, you know, I think it's such an incredible program. And, and you and I were talking uh, off air that there's just so many great aspects of this. And, you know, what it does to you, it just makes you feel good helping all these folks out. So I just thought, let's kick it off, tell everybody who you are, get a little background, and we'll just go from Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having us here and for the opportunity to share a program we have in this community that actually does so much to help so many people in need at the time of year. Again, my name is Greg Frudenthal. I've been with the Hendersonville Police Department now for a 22 years and time has flown by it, has, it seems right? like the Santa Cop program started back in 1986 actually under the direction of chief david key a lot of volunteers with the police department got together and said you know what we need a mechanism to put in place to assist the community when we come across persons that might be indigent or just need a helping hand mm-hmm. for that specific day the chief said you know what that sounds like a, a great idea let's uh, find a way to get it funded and work with it and a couple of the key components of that was miss bonnie mcclennan and chaplain gary farrell well-known members of our community back then and still today who just started the program got it off and running and we've been going every, strong ever since one of the things you go gosh how can we really help you know when you and the sad thing right if you think about it in our country why are we having these issues why do people suffer like they do with all the funding and all of the resources this country has that we have to go through that but it's great that you guys were there to step up for it with all the funding and resources that are out there there are still those that are working as hard as they possibly can that's true but the cost of living has obviously gone up tremendously. Mm-hmm. Every person, if you're a two-person household supporting two kids, it's still going to be hard on you. And sometimes that one paycheck makes a huge bit of difference. Mm-hmm. With us, what we like to make sure and thank is our sponsors that are out there and those that donate to the program that actually goes into effect year-round. The Santa Cop program primarily helps children, families, and seniors around the Christmas holiday, but it is also there throughout the year. You'd be surprised in our own community how many times police officers run across those that are living on the plywood floors and barely have any food in the refrigerator that needs something that day just to survive and that's what this program's there to support with during the year is to make sure we have a mechanism in place to, to give that person a good meal some groceries for the week to get them through to that next paycheck that just absolutely need a helping hand the police officers have a, a big heart believe it or not yeah to tell a cop that he has no other means to provide for somebody that is just right in front of him hurts and we want to do all we can as an organization to support those in our community to the best of our ability well and the thing about it is uh, y'all are seeing things that most people don't see 
Yes, sir. Because we're we're out here. Everything's hunky dory. It's beautiful. A great city of Hendersonville. Everything. Yes, sir. You know, a lot of money. People are spending money, but they don't see what you see. Unfortunately, that's true. We always want to bring others into the community to solve those problems. We have a lot of stakeholders that work with us throughout the year, different churches, different venues, such as the VFW for our veterans that we come across in time of need, the Senior Citizen Center. Oh, Miss Judah Wright's a wonderful partner over there. (laughs) She'll fire you up. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But those resources that are still available in our community can only go so far by what their mandate is, and that's where we try to kick in the little extra percent. We're all government employees at the police department, so we all understand the need for as much help as assistance as possible. Well, the thing that's interesting to me is you actually you not just kids you got seniors correct that you help out you'd be surprised there's a lot of, of assisted living and senior centers here in tendersonville to where we come across people that have no family remaining mm-hmm. you know do you have time for just a story sure yeah absolutely i've got a lady last uh, year uh two years ago wonderful lady i won't mention any names we try to remain anonymous as possible mm-hmm. but she was 87 years old at 87 she had no remaining family left we go to her through her through the uh, senior citizens network Kerner, i guess yeah. you could yep. say yep. yes in her assisted living facility to see what we could do to bring a smile to her face. She literally said, I want uh, some Victoria's Secret slippers. <laughs> Out of everything. That's but <laughs> not just any slippers. Oh. She wanted the ones with the rhinestones, and she wanted the, the very nice ones, okay? <laughs> and I swear it brought the biggest smile that I've ever yeah. seen on a lady's face to receive those slippers because she didn't know they were coming. It's a total surprise to them. We wrap the presents for them, yeah. and we take them over there before Christmas and just sit with them for a little while mm-hmm. and say, Merry Christmas, and here's what you have. And that brought the biggest smile to her face that lit up my up my Christmas sure. and that of my family's. <laughs> To, to hear that kind of story. Yeah. And it's just something, a simple need, a simple watch for somebody that's done so much for so many people over her life. And that's all she wanted. Mm-hmm. But we were able to support that need, and at least it, it was something for her to have a smile for Christmas. No, absolutely. I've talked to you know, several folks like in the, some of the centers out here, and uh, you know, this one lady came up to me, and she goes, I'm 96 years old. Mm-hmm. And I've outlived them all. Yes, sir. <laughs> did. Yes, sir. You know, and There's it's like, lot. but think about that. You have nobody on the planet that you can associate with family-wise. That's, I, I that's hope crazy. it's not, but it could be me one day. It could be yeah. you. Yeah. It could you be any it. one of us. And to know that there's organizations out there, there's a lot that help our seniors as far as financial services and, and transportation services, different things out there. But as far as just a small thing to put a smile on your face, that's mm-hmm. what we like to, to do around the holiday season. It can be anything from purchasing a haircut, the local shop it, for that senior citizen, providing some groceries, providing a blanket. One guy loves fishing, so we got him some fishing equipment and some clothing items to go fishing. Now, he can't go fishing, but he does look like the best outfitter in the the facility. It's not how good you are, it's how good you look when you do it. Exactly. That's like playing golf, you know? Yes, sir. (laughs) As long as you look good, hey, it doesn't matter. You can intimidate everybody. Yes, sir. At the uh, inception of this program, and definitely seeing the need for that, and when when you came in, it had been going for a a little bit. Absolutely. as you look back, what is one of the things that, that truly impacted you other than doing great things to make this, as you look back, you look and say, wow, look what I did back then. Look how all the work we've done in this has built to where it is right now. We started off uh, very simply where there was only uh, so much we could do with the amount of funding that we had. I've been personally associated with this program for 18 years now. Over that 18 years, I've seen to where we started off helping maybe five families is all we could afford to help out uh, at the time. To right now, last year, we helped over 60 people throughout our families, over 65 seniors, and we're able to provide a Christmas for so many with right. that. And the, the families that, that 
we accept are through our application process that's available on our social media pages along with the city's website Mm -hmm. with an application to fill out. We Mm -hmm. kind of vet our applications process a lot different than we used to uh, simply because the times have changed. With the amount of support that's out there, we want to make sure that the support goes into the hands of the families that desperately need that and are going to make the the best bang for our buck that we can actually do. So if people wanted to find out more about the Santa Cop program, it's on social media. Absolutely. You're going to see things that pop up there. If they just typed in Santa Cop program, Hendersonville, something like that. They'll see it on on our social media pages, of course, on Facebook, things like that. There's also on the city's website, HendersonvilleTN.org. It's listed there as well, along with all the applications and along with several of our partners throughout the city. It's on their social media sites as well. Now, do you have, uh, you're accepting donations right now until December 1st, is that right? Yes, sir. Applications come in by December 1st for any persons or any families that need assistance that we can support. The donations deadline is December the 8th. Okay. The donations come from a wide variety of resources through our business partners and also through members of our community that want to stop by and assist. Donations come in the form of either cash donations or check and toys. This year specifically, though, we're focusing our toy efforts on items that will engage the child. We want to... Good idea push the child outside if we can and to make sure that they are not necessarily behind the iPhone or the iPad the entire time. And we understand schooling's there and doing the best as possible, but we want to energize the child at the home and give them an idea to get out and make something or get out so and do books, something. So books, things of that nature. Educational, right. something they can learn and, and develop. Learn, develop, and actually do with their hands. Mm-hmm. Some things for girls, such as putting uh, the bracelets together with the beads or uh, doll toys, mm-hmm. things like that nature. Boys, putting packages together. I remember as a child building the wood airplanes and that was just wonderful that i could actually paint them things like that those small craft toys that engage the child that would actually get them involved and that's what we're looking to focus on this year sure now you you also you said you take cash yes so if somebody has a couple million laying around i'll be glad to meet them <laughs> wherever they want to go <laughs> exactly but they they can they could drop a check off at the police department or go to the website is there a donation there's portal a venmo. right there yes yeah. sir there's a venmo uh application or venmo yeah. q code on the website also along with donating a check or cash at the police department we ask that you put it in the envelope and make sure you write your name and address on there because we are affiliated with our hendersonville citizens police academy of Association, which is a nonprofit organization in town that supports our police department with 100%. They, our, our nonprofit, can write that off to make sure you get the appropriate receipts for your tax services and the donation is properly received at the police department. Those cash donations go toward two things within the organization. Most of the time, our benefactors come through with a lot of toys and we really appreciate mm-hmm. that and we're hoping that happens again this year and the years to come. But the cash donations go for clothing and for food. So you buy new clothes. You're, you don't really want to accept any clothing at this point. Use clothing because you're going to take the funding and buy new clothes for these people. That's correct. Yeah. Our yeah. application is kind of very detailed to where we ask what the child likes, what sizes there are, and we have a lot of elves at the police department <laughs> yes. that like to go out and do some shopping for specific children on our applications to get what they want and within the correct sizes and everything. So the cash donations will go to buy the clothing for the children. you got to think of one family with four children, let's just say that's, that's mm-hmm. usually a lot of clothes to come mm-hmm. through at Christmas time, but we're outfitting for the entire season. So we're not not uh, cutting any corners per se with the clothing we're making sure we get what they need and what they want to a degree because it is christmas time sure and also we're supplying the family with food the cars that we get usually through local partners like aldi's or kroger's things like that or cash saver here in town we 
push those food cards out to make sure that they go out and get what they need for the family okay. for the Christmas holiday. So you give them a gift card. Absolutely. X amount of money, whatever's on it. For the food itself. It's yes, like yes. a Kroger card or, yeah. or Aldi card. Okay. So that specifically towards food items. And then we go for the clothing and then the toys. So literally at Christmas time, our, our pickup, which will be around the 16th of this December, the parent would come in, pick up a huge bag of toys per child, clothing wow. items, food, stuffed into the back of the car. And also we provide the wrapping paper and the tape. Wow. We you are to, good little elves over we, there. We try our very best, <laughs> but we want to make sure that the parents have the opportunity to wrap the presents, put them under the tree and have ownership in that. We very rarely ever come in contact with the children themselves, mm-hmm. simply because we want to keep that illusion right there with us that That's the right. elves are doing the work as much as possible. Right. Now, where do you house all of this? Believe it or not, there's a third floor of the old city hall building close to City Police Department. <laughs> really? That third floor is stuffed. Okay. And so, thankfully, Chief Miller allows us to, the room to continue this process, and we haven't had to go to outsource that yet. Well, you got Judge Edwards downstairs there. You got to keep him happy, you know. You, That's true. We, but we I, know him. He, <laughs> I'm sure he would totally support the noise as long as it's Santa stomping on the roof. That's it's come right. Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, no, he's great. And uh, yeah, so um, that's incredible. I mean, you got a lot of space to house all this. Well, it's thankful to a lot of our benefactors that have come through over the years. I have to mention ODL Western Reflections up in Gouts and one of our huge sponsors. Mm-hmm. Recently, the All About Art Gallery and New Beginnings Furniture did a event for us back in the early parts of November. They have been constant business partners throughout the years, mm-hmm. raising toys and funds for this program. Studio Bank here in town, Music Amplifiers, Benchmark Realty. A lot of different areas have just continuously over the years wanted to support this program and we thank them very much and we thank anybody who wants to contribute and take part in this. Sure. I mean, it's just a great thing to get involved. You know, you're helping people, not just during the holidays, but all year long. All so that's year long. incredible. Yeah. You'd be surprised what a, a bicycle will do for a child's Christmas. Uh, um, think about what you might have gotten as a child, the one item that, that lit you up and made your year. That's something that we try to provide to the children as well. So when we ask the parents to fill out these applications mm-hmm. and we ask a lot of detailed questions, it's because we want to make sure we get that child something that's special. And and so that that's kind of what we're providing. Over the years, I've actually had the opportunity to come in contact with the child receiving a gift uh, the parents have invited me into their home saying i just want you here i, I just want to see want you to see what what your organization mm-hmm. has done and without the uniform on it is it is unbelievable the sure. experience that you receive there yeah your heart's filled up with joy it's the true meaning of christmas i've shared that with my children and it's something i want them to learn from as well the, the aptitude for helping others is just the utmost of what you can expect well, this is why you do what you do. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right. We're talking with Greg Frudenthal. I, I'm going to get it right. Uh, you got it that time. Let, let's, let's make sure we get it. Frudenthal. That's correct, sir. Okay. Not, not with the G. Right. Frudenthal. I mean, if you say it like Freud, I'm not that smart. Can't take credit. <laughs> <laughs> so stick around for more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Jeff Shannon here. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. As we continue our conversation with, we're looking at a sergeant right here, Greg Frudenthal. Yes, sir. Did I I do it? Absolutely. All right. All right. I get a medal for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Greg has been with the police department over 18 years, approximately. 22, exactly. 22. This year. I know. I was just testing you. Time just to make sure. I make sure that memory stays tight. Yeah. Because, <laughs> man, it, it really is incredible how time does fly. You yes, know? sir. 
especially when you're having a good time and you like what you do. Absolutely. I still am the guy that actually loves coming to work every day. There's new challenges to meet and love the people we work with. we got a great bunch at the police Yeah, department. you just got to watch out for that Chief Mickey guy. You know, he's... I tell you what. <laughs> he's yeah, a handful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Chief, I guess, is uh, this is his uh, final tour. Chief is uh, looking, I think, towards the first part of this coming year, March time frame, I believe, okay. to actually retire. But actually, over 40-plus years in law enforcement, that's, that's yeah. a good time. Time to relax. Absolutely. Right. I don't know if he'll ever relax. Chief well, Miller is that's, a very that's busy true. man. <laughs> What's he going to do with himself, you know? <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm sure his endeavors are going to be fruitful regardless. You know, he's got that voice. We can put him on the radio. Absolutely. Uh, give him his own show. <laughs> he, he, he should. He could run one of those crime series. That's right. <laughs> you know, yesterday, it just came to my mind, you're, you're police explorers, and you have a great explorer program. Oh, it's booming right now. When I was on the job, I, I ran our police explorer unit, and these kids, it's amazing. They remember you, even even years later, how they were involved in it. Absolutely. I had the very privilege of actually being a part of the Explorer program and running that for several years. And some of the, the kids, I guess I could say, that I had at that time frame are now married with children of their own, and I get to go to their weddings. I can't believe it, yeah, yeah. How, how that happens. But it's such a great program. They had a pancake breakfast yesterday. Yeah. And I, I, the turnout was outstanding. All the funds raised to help these children go through the program and go to different events throughout the year. Now, this is the wonderful. first time they're doing this fundraising. Yes. Yeah. So yes. it might be an annual thing. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. What do they use funds for in for the Explorer Unit? Sure. The Explorer Unit itself, when they collect the funds to go to different competitions, okay. they yeah. have state competitions and national competitions. The, luckily, the state competition is usually held in Gatlinburg twice a year. Oh, darn. It, it, uh, it's a hard place to be for that <laughs> yeah. kind of competition. I think the next one's around the Chili Festival up there, too. Okay. But uh, at the same time, the, the state comes together with all the police departments or organizations to test the youth's knowledge in police services. Mm-hmm. So they train every week. They come in and learn values uh, of integrity, courage, and commitment, and, and how to police their neighborhoods, but also develop the mindset of something they might want to pursue as a career. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids in our the program, and I say kids, and I shouldn't say that, young persons in the program, because yeah. these are folks all the way up to age 20 that are interested in, in developing a career in law enforcement, possibly in their future, and they're doing everything possible to make that happen. Those funds send them to those competitions. They compete. They test their skill set, and they come back with a wealth of knowledge not only about what the police service does but also how others are doing it around the state and around the nation mm-hmm. and looking for ways to improve their own community sure no i think it's an incredible program and it's it's, it's really touching you know like i said years later when they remember you for yes, affecting sir. their lives back then yes, especially sir. if they decide to go into law enforcement i have had one out of all the youth that, that i've been able to interact with within that program i actually had one join the hendersonville police department and he said the sergeant he says you might not remember me he says but you came talk to my school and got me involved with the programs there when i was i think i was 15 years old he said i remember you and i'm just thankful that that we had that opportunity to chat it touched me it makes you want to do better it makes the the leadership want to commit to those type of of values and programs to make sure that we are changing the future well and and i think it's a great thing Uh, you're doing the police explorers you have the uh, citizens police academy which i think is fabulous oh one of the biggest supporters of the police department there is is the municipal citizens police academy and our county mayor john isbell is a big part of that and he's a true believer in that and i know he really loves that program yes sir we, we have a lot of support not at the county level all the way down to the city level the citizens police academy 
they're very involved with, with the community, the members of which have grown tremendously. I believe there are over 150 members currently. These are people that the police officers rely on. They're, they're trusted. They go through that academy class, and once they do, they become a member of the association. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a value to that, that the logistical support of the police department, or the police officers, I should say, in times of need, or is the Citizens Police Academy. Mm-hmm. I, I can remember a time back when the tornadoes and, and whatnot hit the city of Hendersonville. Several neighborhoods were shut down. Roads were shut down mm-hmm. because of work needed to be done, areas deemed safe or unsafe, and there was the police officers were on duty 24-7 working those posts and trying to keep everything moving. The element that brought us our food and refreshment and just for a second gave us a piece of, of a shining light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. was the Citizen Police Academy. Yeah. And they make those things happen every time. We well, you know the thing about that I, uh, that I'm impressed with is it gives them an insight in what goes on on a day-to-day basis. we got a patrol officer out there dealing with the public. They, they get to see that. And yes, it's sir. like, okay, this is not all, you know, what you see on TV. It's totally different. It's not It's not. A, it's not a crime show. Not this at is all. real life. Not at all. The, the, uh, I would encourage anyone to attend one of the classes that's put on at the police department. Again, it's 10 weeks, usually held on a Thursday night for about two to three hours. And at the end of that 10 weeks, you would say that you had an eye-opening experience into what police work is, is like, especially within your community. Uh, it isn't the TV shows. It isn't everything doom and gloom, very fast-paced. There's a lot of things involved with police work that just want to emphasize community relations and how we build upon those relationships. And, and it's part of it is to understand what's going on on both sides. We yeah. want to understand what's going on in, in the minds of our citizens so we can better police. We want to be a part of that. Yeah. Even our patch still has three cogs on it. You know, those three cogs are representative of the city's business, community, and police department working together to solve problems. Mm-hmm. That's a very true statement in every cop's mindset today, and we want to, to use that to to the best advantage that we can do. Well, and, and two, I think it's, it gives them, like I said, that insight and the training that you have to go through. And the training is just, it's impeccable. It's ongoing constantly. Constantly. You're, you're going to classes, you're learning different techniques, you know, the new laws are revamped, and you, there's a lot you have to learn. It's not just driving around in a patrol car. If you stop learning in, in my profession, sir, it's the day you need to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be quite frank, I guess you could yeah. say. I'm still learning today. There, there's not one of us on the job, even up to Chief Miller, that could tell you he knows everything about police because it's a constant evolving situation constant evolving not only on a social standpoint but legal standpoint and the way we police we are making sure that we fit the needs of the community at the same time national standards and and continuing with that and it's every supervisor's goal there at the police department to make sure that we keep our officers and trained up and as outfitted as best as possible to perform the duties that there's there absolutely so when you're talking about continuous training it but it's something that you have to do you can't just say no i don't i don't need to go you're mandated to, to take this training we are are mandated by the police officer standards and training to our post commission to uh, at least have training in the constant areas of our profession every year it's usually 40 hours of training mm-hmm. which in sounding like that's uh, not a lot of training at the same time that's what's mandated what the police department likes to do is to take that 40 hours and build upon it and continue that education throughout the year mm-hmm. so that our officers here in hendersonville are well versed in all aspects of policing entities around the nation might say a police officer just responds to calls where your officers in hendersonville respond to calls, work the cases, do the investigation, do the fingerprinting, do the photography, do the crime scene collection, and take that case all the way from the very beginning to, from a response to and through the court system. 
Well, then you have to get into mental health counseling. Mental health is indeed a a growing issue within the the nation. It's also one that we see in town and we are are combating with and working with. There's so many elements of the mental health profession that that we are in tune with uh, through our site programs, uh, through our our different facets of the community that we are working with to make sure that we provide the best services possible and understanding of the needs. Uh, The first part in dealing with that mental health professional situation out on the road is understanding the actual circumstances that brought us here and how we can best be a part of the solution and when to call in somebody somebody else yeah you get to a certain point you know your limits well this is beyond my capability you know get on there you call and bring bring one of the counselors in to to deal with this one thing chief miller brought into the police department is a dedicated individual uh, and a group of individuals to make sure that we stay on top of this through our domestic violence team and our, our mental health training is to make sure that we network within our community network within state partners and make sure that all stakeholders are involved have a say in how we can better ourselves and keep us on track so mm-hmm. we're not only on constant training we're on constant review and we love that we love the feedback that we receive and how we can better work together and network anywhere throughout the community well too and and domestic violence calls are typically one of the most dangerous calls to go on yes sir you're dealing with a lot of emotion a lot of emotion and everybody has a bad day everybody mm-hmm. has a bad minute and sometimes it only takes a bad second for that issue to turn in from a, an argument to a domestic violence situation all of our officers are thoroughly trained within that constant training is, is still needed and ongoing to make sure that we stay to the best of our abilities on top of the legal matters that pertain to that the orders of protection, the different aspects of how that law applies to Mm -hmm. our citizens here. We have another separate unit in the police department dedicated to domestic violence that reviews all reports submitted to make sure there's nothing that fell through the cracks and provide follow-up. One of the biggest things that we've seen happen over the last at least eight years is our follow-ups to the victims and to make sure that they have a voice still. And it's usually within the first two weeks of the incident that occurred at their residence or wherever uh, to make sure that the victim's okay, make sure that they've been provided help did they get all the legal assistance that they could be provided by the court system and just a sounding block is there anything else we can do well then you run into those situations where you know you go back you got a situation removed from the household injunctions all of that stuff you go back a couple weeks later and guess what right back in it again that does and you hear happen. that over and over again <laughs> that does happen but you would be very surprised uh, that the numbers are telling us that the, the rate that we are returning to calls nowadays versus when i started Mm-hmm. Are, are dwindling good and it, a lot of that is due to the court system and the the methods that have been put in place our courts to cut down on that recidivism mm-hmm. and also at the same time the methods individually departments are making to communicate and have an open communication with victims and suspects of domestic violence to make sure that all those checks and boxes are met absolutely and guidance is provided on a happier note <laughs> yes sir the Santa Cop program is, is is underway right now in, in full force. What are you seeing uh, of the future of this program? Where are you seeing, where would you want it to go? The Santa Cop program was started in 86 and has grown today. Uh, we are, are operated on a volunteer status. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do is we have a board put together within the police department of employees who want to volunteer their time to take care of these needs. Mm-hmm. and. It's a constant evolving situation that, that we find ourselves in to where we could always use more funding, use more toys, uh, being able to help more families. The 18 years I've spent with this program specifically, it's grown leaps and bounds. I hope that when I have the opportunity to step away and possibly uh, see it grow in the future, I hope to see it, it just continue to bloom and blossom into something that's going to be more of a day-to-day help and assistance program. Right now, we are able to do as much as we possibly can, but we always have to make a cutoff somewhere. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. And so I, I'd hope to at one point in time be it to where if a person has a need that we're able to fill a need. And I think it, it tugs at our business community. It tugs at their heart. You know, it's something that they can feel good about because they're, it's going to a good cause. And that's the great thing this program offers. Absolutely. There are so many good causes. Uh, there's so many areas out there that business and individuals uh, are open to, to contributing to, to de- uh, developing with, and to making sure they, they contribute with their funds or their time. So many worthy causes out there. As a veteran myself, I understand the, the, the passion for, for those mm-hmm. numerous areas out there, especially in our veteran community and dealing with mental health, dealing with different areas. Our Santa Cop program is a local one here in Hendersonville that actually does the 100% vetting process to make sure that we are there to, to take care of a family and need and it stays here in hendersonville it stays here in hendersonville there you go <laughs> it's it's our fa- our community helping our community so we we offer the opportunity and welcome the chance to work with any of our businesses there might be one out there that likes to do a christmas in july party kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, we've had toys collected throughout the year uh, at different businesses uh, there's one business in, located in town that on their birthdays uh, for their employees they either get a donation of of say a hundred dollars or they can contribute that to charitable organization mm-hmm. and we're happy to be that charitable organization so whatever mechanism to put in place i'll be happy to communicate that with anybody to help them out just to be a part of their community working with the community to solve problems that's it's awesome so in closing um, how would they get a hold of you how would they find out more information we'll just run that by them again sure again the santa cop program is open right now and we're going all the way through december 8 with donations that's cash donations check donations or toys if a check, it can be made out to the Hendersonville Citizens Police Academy Association, or HCPAA, by simply putting Santa Cop in the subject line okay. and dropping that off at the Hendersonville Police Department or mailing it in. If it's cash, make sure it's in a sealed envelope. Or write the same name on the outside of the envelope. Attention, Sergeant Greg Frudenthal. Don't worry about the spelling. <laughs> It'll find him. <laughs> It'll find me. And drop that by the police department at any time. If it's toys new unwrapped toys can be accepted at any time at the hendersonville police department the only thing we cannot accept and this happened to started during covid is stuffed animals okay we good point we can't accept stuffed animals just due to covid restraints and we want to make sure that what we provide is completely usable and brand new to the children and at the time of need in christmas so new unwrapped toys donated to the police department can be dropped off at any time and don't worry about clothes don't worry about clothes okay. uh, those cash donations that come in is what we purchase the clothes with we okay. again want to make sure that we match up the clothing need from the children and from the parents with what is purchased and so i'd hate to have a, a whole bunch of socks show up and not enough socks to right, hand right. out but at the but same you still, time you still use those funds to buy those victorious slippers you know victoria's absolutely. secret slippers those, yeah, absolutely <laughs> so we definitely want to make sure we receive those items by the december the 8th that way we can completely okay. know what we're handing out to our families around the december 16th time frame again this is a year-round program so we're able to accept these at any time i can be reached at the Hendersonville police department at any time at 615-822-1111 feel free to leave me a voicemail i always return those as soon as my next working day is there you can send me an email if you'd like to do that at g frudenthal that's f-r-e-u-d-e-n-t-h-a-l at hvilltn.org there you go that's how you do it right there so hey listen thanks so much for coming in this is like an incredible program and i I much success uh, this holiday season which i know it's going to be so we'll just keep up to date and see what's going on with it. this has been an indeed a pleasure it's been a great time spending with you thanks for allowing me to talk about many facets of police work we welcome questions we welcome ideas and suggestions on way the police department can help you do better feel free to get in contact with me or emily tips or the community services office at the police department both resources are always there available we're here for you and we want to be a part of this program working together and there it is good way to close right there so hey we're going to take a break uh, we'll be right back with more of sumner county spotlight 
Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Well, here it is uh, Sunday morning. That means it's Sumner County Spotlight. And we have another edition going on here. And last week, it was a musical kind of a spotlight. Well, this time, it's going to be inspirational and motivating. So the first person that came to mind was Justin Mosley. You just kind of rocked this thing. And I'm so amazed at the things you come up with and that you tap into people's head and make them think. we got to talk about it. So welcome, Justin. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Glad to be here. I should say Doc. <laughs> Doctor. Dr. Justin. (laughs) So, yeah, just uh, quickly, uh, just give him a short rundown. Yeah, so Dr. Justin Mosley, former chiropractor turned international speaker and transformation coach. Uh, My wife, Dr. Courtney, shout out to her. We're both chiropractors. We started our practice in 2012 here locally, Mm -hmm. and she took over the practice now, is running that, so I can speak and travel and coach and do all the great stuff that I'm doing now, and yeah, and my brand is the Mindset Doctor, so I really like tapping into the mindset of what makes people tick. How would they find you? Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Instagram at Dr. Justin Mosley. Website, drjustinmosley.com. Yeah, definitely connect with me on Instagram. I love just being able to connect with people. And I'm still getting used to Instagram. <laughs> you know, it's, it, 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 and the reels. I mean, you, yes. you're very good at doing that. <laughs> but the thing that drives me crazy in the video, you have to shoot everything vertically. Mm. You're, you know, you're trained. <laughs> Videos horizontal, man. Come on, right? But yeah. you know, you got to learn to Everybody's fit everything. Scrolling in. now, so it's got to <laughs> fit the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had an incredible story that you had told uh, last time, a kind of a near death kind of experience that yeah. kind of uh, kind of opened your your mind up, gave you a different mindset. Yes, you know, absolutely. I, I segued <laughs> into that. So tell, give us a rundown of that story. That was amazing. Yes, I'll give you the, the short version of that since I did tell that last time. But yeah, mm-hmm. 2018, I went on a men's retreat. And went whitewater rafting, Went, got to the class five rapids and our raft tipped over, which is a common thing, happens mm-hmm. all the time. I just happened to be in the back of the raft and I got trapped under the rapid itself. And it started pushing me down and I still remember the sound of my helmet just scraping down the rocks as I was being yeah. pushed further under. And the last thing I remember is I'm not coming back up. And everything went black and then everything went bright white. And it was the most peaceful, serene feeling I'd ever felt. And then I just lost consciousness. And I don't know how long it lasted. And then I heard a voice that said, wake up. And thankfully I did, because when I came back to consciousness, I was trapped underwater, wedged between two rocks. Uh, One of the buckles of my life jacket had got caught under the rock. And I tried to push and I didn't budge. I kept pushing and pushing. Thankfully, my adrenaline kicked in enough where I pushed hard enough. I broke the buckle of my life jacket. I came to the surface, got uh, washed down the river. And man, I was rocked after that. And that was really, really a wake-up call moment because we all question our purpose. Why mm-hmm. are we here? But I asked a different question. I was like, why am I still here? Like, <laughs> what if I would have never heard wake up? Well, I think, I, that's, I think miracle comes to mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. what if I wouldn't have been strong enough to, to push and break free? So I was like, yeah. I know God's got a bigger plan for me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I started to shift gears. I was like, I know I want, I want to go bigger. I know God's called me to make an impact and, and just to leave a bigger legacy, which is one of the questions I asked myself. If it would have all ended in that moment, Yep. Is this how you want it to end? Right. And the answer was no. Like, I know there's so many more people I want to help and make a difference in. So that's when I shifted gears, started speaking all over the world and just trying to, to help as many people as I possibly can. 
Well, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge, and there's a, it takes a lot of work. But you, you've yeah. done really uh, quite well with this thing. When you started developing your message, uh, mm. how, how daunting was that? <laughs> Get that yeah. initial message going. Yeah, and it is tough. And a lot of people think, like, well, I don't have a story. But everybody has a story. Yeah. So you really have to look at the things that you've gone through in life. And a friend of mine, Rory Vaden, has a quote that says, you're most perfectly positioned to serve the person you once were. So think about all the lessons you've learned in life, the stuff that you've gone through, that's gonna speak to others that were in the the position that you Mm -hmm. used to be Mm -hmm. in. So that's what I started looking into my life. And I was like, well, what led to the success that we had had in our business? And it was all about the mindset and personal development work that I had done. So I was like, I just want to give that back to others. I want to produce content on mindset and personal development. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to listen. <laughs> I'm just going to start right. putting it out there. And that's why you got to put it out everywhere. Yeah. And I started a Facebook group in 2020 and a thousand people joined in the first month. So I was like, okay, well, people are listening. So from there, it just kind of snowballed, just kept growing and just trying to, to mm-hmm. get the message out. Because especially in these this day and age, people need this. They need motivation, inspiration, but really mindset shifts. Because I truly believe like one mindset shift can completely change everything. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can't have stinking thinking. Yep, you, exactly. you got to get out and really do something instead yep. of well, I'll do it later. And, you know, there's people procrastinate. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do that in some respect. For sure. You know, but you have to learn this. You have to live it. And the fact that a lot of this stuff you've actually lived. Yeah. yeah. So it makes you, it really comes forward as as very believable. And you have to listen to this. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it is authentic because it is like you said, I've lived it. So it's not just something I learned and I read a bunch of books, which I did, but I actually applied it. And once I, I saw it work in my life, then I started helping others. I saw it work for them. And the more you start seeing it work for other people, the more passionate you are to share it with more people. So. Well, then we got to get Courtney to write a song about all this. Yes. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> she, she, yeah. She, you know, songwriting, you live these songs, you know, and that's, that's the great yes. thing about it. But, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people, uh, when they're listening to these messages, if they really think about it, uh, pretty much everybody has gone through some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of unique things that somebody hasn't gone through, but right. so they can relate to your message. Yeah. You know, well, and that's a great point because a lot of people, like you said, we do go through the same things, but we think this only happens to me mm-hmm. or I only have these negative thoughts and this self doubt and this fear. No, it's happening to everyone. People just aren't talking about it. Mm-hmm. So even the most successful people, they feel the fear and they do it anyways. So that's yeah. where the mindset comes in. The fact that you tackle this thing, you got a thriving practice. You know, you're, you're working your tail off over there trying to build a business and getting that going. And then this comes along and it's like, I, I bet you, I, I know what you're going to say. It was almost like it was a calling for you mm, that yep. I've, I've, this is something I got to do. Yeah, and it definitely was. And that's where from my near-death accident, I stepped back. And what I realized is I had gotten comfortable because life was good. Practice was good. I was living my purpose. I was helping people. I was mm. making a difference. But I realized I was playing way too small. And I knew if I really wanted to step into the calling that God had on my life, I need to exchange my comfort for my calling. So that's my message for others too, is like, it's time to exchange your comfort for your calling because there is something that's available to you. A lot of times we get trapped in our own comfort zone and it's hard. It's hard to step out and do Mm. the things necessary to go to a new level, but it's definitely worth it. So... Well, and, and tunnel vision can be devastating. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you got to see more things around you yeah. that you're totally missing out on. For but I think, sure, like yeah. you said, they get comfortable and they get yep. that, go down that street 
and they don't see anything else, but they're, right. they're really missing out. Yeah. And we start to settle and we just think this is all that's there for me. And mm-hmm. maybe we've tried stuff in the past and it didn't work. And we just say, Oh, this is, this is all that's in the cards. But I'm telling you, there's so much more. And, but it comes with doing the personal development work mm-hmm. and really growing yourself. And that's why I like to help business owners because businesses are limited. You can only grow as much as the leader grows themselves. True. So the more work you do on yourself, the more that is available to mm-hmm. you. Not just from a personal standpoint, but a lot of things you're talking about, getting your, your mind set mm-hmm. mentally. Yeah. But from a business perspective, I mean, mm-hmm. I can see where having something like this would be invaluable. Absolutely. And take your business to a whole new level because you're thinking different. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because... The first business owners I started working with, they were coming to me because they're stuck in business. Hey, how can I break through? And what I found out, it was never the business. It wasn't their systems, their procedures. It was all their level of mindset and personal development that was holding them back. And a lot of times it was personal things going on at home, all the things around them. Once they started working on the personal side, the business took off. Yeah. And then you start going, hmm, something just happened here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like, wow, there's something to this. Yeah. It gives them a, a sense of purpose to get up every morning. And you put all this effort into growing a business. You can't just let it fade away. You know, you've got to, you've got to get in there and do it and quit throwing stuff up against the wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to get, get the mind straight and everything else is going to fall in place. Yeah, for sure. Cause yeah, a lot of times we try all the different things versus looking inwards at ourselves. Like what am I doing to limit the growth here? And once you start to grow, everything around you grows. Your relationships grow, your team grows, your spouse, the relationship there, your kids, all, everything around you grows. Finances grow when you grow. So what is a memory or a poignant fact that it just hit you? Since you started doing this new segment of your life here, mm-hmm. what is the one thing you remember from early on? One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was when I was first getting into business, dreams of being successful, and I asked a mentor, what can I do to be successful? And I thought he was going to give me some sage business advice. And really, it's the most powerful advice I ever got was work on yourself. Mm-hmm. That was his advice. And I took that to heart. I started reading the books, Think and Grow Rich, all the things, trying to feed my mind, mm-hmm. joined mastermind groups, hired coaches and mentors. And really, the, the work that I did on myself led to the success that I had. So that's where I'm trying to get that message out to other people. The more that you grow the more everything around you can grow. So this, this might be a hard one. What's one of the most powerful memories you have since you started doing this journey? Well, I guess speaking at TEDx, because well, that was a bucket that's list That's where I was me. going, because that, yeah, I mean, yeah. that right there is like... Because, yeah. speaking of mindset, like I had a story years ago when I was in college that I couldn't be a public speaker because I took a speech class and almost failed the class because I had a panic attack during the speech. Mm -hmm. And that created a story in my head, you can never do that. And I believed that story for way too long. Mm-hmm. But I felt in my heart, there was a calling there. Like, I want to speak. I want to impact people. But it, you know what? That's not for you. That story kept playing in my head. And that's where most people stop. They just accept that story and say, you know what? You can never do this. But you have to make whatever the calling is much bigger than the story you're telling yourself. And that's what I did. So I looked at, well, you know, I flipped it around. I said, what impact are people missing out on if I don't overcome this fear? So that's where I was like, I have to overcome this. Mm-hmm. And I started modeling other people and, and working on it, studying, visualizing. It's been a huge key to my success and really overcame the fear. And then it's feeling the fear and doing it anyways. It's going mm-hmm. out there, getting in the rep. Because even back then, I was afraid to speak, but I watched Simon Sinek's TED Talk on Start With Why. And I was like, it's so, so cool. A concept like that can just change, change lives. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one day I want to do that. And I, now I've been able to do that. It's been really cool. 
But if you can impact people in their their mindset and in their entire life, mm. I mean, that could be a game changer for somebody. Yeah. You know, just by a simple sentence that you said right. that went, you know. Yeah, that's what's powerful. <laughs> it's like you never know how far reaching something you say, think, or do today can change millions of lives tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I think of Dave Ramsey because you got people come on there and they cut up their credit cards and he talks about it changes your family tree when you get out of debt. It's the same principle when you change your mindset. Mm -hmm. it, your entire family tree could be changed because sure. the way you raise your kids and the way you treat people around you completely changes when you change. So what does it take for somebody to take that step? I mean, does it have to be you hit rock bottom? Okay, I, I've got to do something. But what, what does it really take for somebody to say, okay, I'm taking the leap. I've, I've, I've just got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, because most people, they do wait. They wait for a near-death accident or a rock bottom moment in order to change. But you don't have to wait for that. Mm -hmm. Change can happen in an instant. But what you really need to start with is vision. Because without vision, people perish. Mm -hmm. And you got to start. One of my, my favorite stories of vision is Walt Disney. Walt Disney, I've just created this amazing stuff just from a thought, an idea, and starting with a mouse and creating Disney World and Epcot. And when they opened Epcot, uh, Walt had already passed away. And they interviewed his brother, Roy Disney, and they said, isn't it a shame that Walt's not around to see this? And he said, Walt did see this. That's why you're seeing it today. That's right. Because oh, he had wow. that vision. That's powerful. <laughs> so that's that's the power of a yeah. vision. So right. you have to create the vision that's so strong, it motivates you and drives you to take the steps necessary. Yeah. I mean, it's so important. If you're listening to this, I mean, you, you've got to head over to Justin's information. I'm sure if you did a search on any platform, you're going to pop up. Yeah. And one website is mindshiftlinks.com. I've got a lot of free resources there okay. that you can get. Yeah. Now, have you jumped on the speaking circuit yet? I do a lot of the, different the conferences, and, but like not that. the bureaus. I, okay. I get invited to a lot of different conferences and things like that. And I do a lot of small groups too, mastermind groups, retreats, mm -hmm. things like that. I like the intimate setting right. as well. Well, we're going to talk about just that same fact when we come back here. So stick around. we got more with uh, Dr. Justin Mosley right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at WHIN. WHINradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at Jeff at WHINradio.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. We're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Justin Mosley here in the studio. And, uh, you know, he had to take time out of his busy touring schedule and uh, speaking everywhere. And, you know, we were talking about how intimate groups or smaller groups really allow you to drive your message home even better mm -hmm. than a large stage. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you, you can attach to people. You can see their eyes closer. You can feel them, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how, how does this uh, new group, this new venture you jumped into? Yeah, and I love that small group setting because that's where the transformation can happen. You can really – it's one thing to speak on a stage and give some great points, and hopefully people can get something from your message. But to truly connect with them in a small group setting, and that's why I run mastermind groups as well, because I, I really believe they were transformational in my life, and they have been in others. So that's the kind of the feel that I want to bring to Sumner County Men in Business. Mm -hmm. So the Sumner Men in Business, I saw on Facebook that they were looking for new leadership. So I reached out to Kathleen, and I was like, I just felt it on my heart, because it's, it's mm -hmm. aligned with my vision of, hey, I want to help people live a better life so they can leave a better legacy. And so that spot opened up. I reached out to Kathleen and she was like, yeah, I think you would be perfect for this. But for me, I, I don't want it to be a networking meeting because right. the chamber already has great stuff. They've got a great leads, after hours. They have so many things you can do to connect with people. I want this to be about growth because business ownership is a lonely place. <laughs> we need a place where we can come together and talk about the things that are actually going on 
versus just standing up and doing our elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. So that's what I wanted to, to shift it up and just come in and be a place where we are growing as men, growing better businesses so we can leave a better legacy and make a better impact here in the community. So. Sure. No, absolutely. I think the guys really feel that, you know, yeah. because early on when they did it, I mean, it was impactful because you it wasn't like it was a leads group. You know yeah. what I mean? You can yeah. get up and say, introduce yourself and, hey, I'm, you know, doing great and I'm looking for this. You make a connection, but yeah. people do business with people they like. And if you right. don't like yourself, yeah. how you know, that's going to show to people. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that that's the missing link. It's not about just trying to give my elevator pitch so people know me. They need to get to know you, one. And first is growing yourself. Mm -hmm. Like the more that you grow, your reputation will grow. So that's what it's all about. And I like bringing that mastermind style. And I didn't know how the guys were going to react. I was like, this is the first meeting I'm going to go in there. And because I'm all about transformation. Mm -hmm. I like to speak to transform, not inform. So that's what I want to be this meeting about, <laughs> for the meeting to be about. And when we got feedback afterwards, like, man, they loved it. Yeah. So we had the one guy who was, I didn't know where it was going because he started off. Oh, and yeah. He was like, it was like, what's he going to say? I hate coming <laughs> to these things. He's like, I'm just here for the food and because Randy invited me. <laughs> and But then he said, but if this is what it's going to be about, I'm in. And, right. and he started getting men's work himself, and it's been transformational for him. Mm -hmm. So for him to see that in a local setting like this with other business owners coming together, and this isn't kumbaya, we're going to hold hands and sing songs. Like This is actually just really talking about real concepts that can help you grow so your business can grow, finances, everything around you can grow as you grow. Well, I thought it was fascinating how in a setting like this versus a leads group or after hours, how these men were opening up. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they were opening up and telling stories, personal stories mm -hmm. about themselves yeah. that that's stuff you're not going to hear. But the good thing yeah. about that is you get to know that person so much yeah. better. Yeah. And think about that when it comes to business. The more you connect with other people where they truly get to know you, mm -hmm. those people truly want to help you. So they want to help you grow your business and connect with other people in the community versus the typical thing. They just hear your, your elevator pitch and hear mm -hmm. about what you do. When people get to know you, that's when they truly want to help you. And how many people related to other people's stories? Yeah, that's I thought the it was thing fascinating. Too. Yeah, because like, wow. <laughs> yeah, back to what we shared earlier is most people think I'm the only one going through this. Mm -hmm. But when you truly open up and share your story, that's when there's a true connection because you realize, hey, these other business owners are going through it too. And then you can share best practices. This is what I did to overcome that situation, or I hired this guy, whatever mm -hmm. it was. You can actually have real conversations that actually help your business. Yeah, and there's just so much information that. That you, you could put out there, and I, it just flows out of your brain. It yeah. just, you know what I mean. It's just you—you you have that kind of concept where you can come up with an idea and, and run with it yeah. and impact so many people. I mean, that's that's a great trait to have. Yeah, and I think it comes from just from my own mindset. And it's the work I did over the years, but I'm always thinking of which I think is contrary. Not not what most speakers do. Most speakers speak to just give great information, and it's about them. I'm always looking at what's the impact I can make for the people. What can I speak that speaks life into them? And even the speakers I want to bring into the group, I don't want to be speakers that speak at the group, mm -hmm. but speak for the group, can yeah. really bring value to them. So I think when you're actually going out and looking to bring value to others, then these thoughts and these ideas and the concepts will actually come to you. So at each one of these future meetings, I guess each one, you're going to have a different theme and discussion topic uh, as we go along. Yep. So again, the focus is always being on growth. How can we grow as men, grow our businesses? But yeah, have different speakers come in, different topics, but really where we can go deep on the topics, mm -hmm. not just hear it and say, oh, that was a great idea, but really dissect it. And really, how can we apply this to our business, to our personal lives so we can actually grow? So we're talking with Dr. Justin Mosley, and we're talking about Sumner 
men in business through the Hendersonville Area Chamber of Commerce. If you're listening to this, and this kind of appeals to you, if you go to the Chamber website, you're going to, you're going to be able to see this. It's on Facebook. Just type in Sumner Men in Business. So the meetings are happening each month. Yep. And if you check the calendar at the either on Facebook, you'll see the things coming across or go to the Chamber website, hendersonvillechamber.com, and you'll be able to see when the latest meetings are. Yeah. And then you can you can sign up. You have to register because these things get full. Yes, they do get full, and lunch is provided. And there is a Facebook group, too, Subner mm-hmm. Men in Business. You can join that and get the updates there for yeah. the next meeting. Because there's just so much information that I think as, as men that we really need. Mm-hmm. And we need to change our stinking thinking. We need to get in there and evaluate ourselves and and make a change because the only way yep. things are going to happen is if you change. Absolutely, yeah. It's got to start with us. A lot of times we try to change the, the circumstances and the people around us, but it starts with the inside work. Changing yourself, and it goes that old saying like, when you change the way you look at the world, the world changes because of the way you look at it. Mm-hmm. So it's like all a change of perspective, and that's where I look at mindset, and I call it mind shifts. And that's what my coaching is. Mind shift coaching, mind shift masterminds, mind shift live is a live event because when you really shift your mind, everything around you can change. Yeah. Have you run into guys? I'm sure you have. It, it just, everything about them just has a negative aura. Mm. They talk yeah. negative. They're <laughs> down on everything. They, their self-esteem is, is really suffering. Yeah. This group can help somebody like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it goes back to your question earlier of where can people start? Well, starting with an open mind. Because a lot of times we get fixed in life's happening to me and all these things are happening. And there's different levels of consciousness you got to look at. Number one is life's happening to me. That's that victim mentality a lot of people have. (laughs) Well, the next level is life's happening for me. Just that one little shift. The same circumstances could be going on. But if you look at it as life's happening to me versus life's happening for me, gives you a complete different story of the meaning you're giving to that circumstance. And a great example of that, there's a story of there's two brothers. One, he became homeless, got addicted to drugs and alcohol. The other brother was a very successful entrepreneur. So we want to interview both brothers and say, how did you end up? Completely different opposites. One completely successful, one homeless on the streets. Well, interviewed both brothers. How did you end up like this? They both had the exact same answer. I had an abusive father. The one brother took that story and played the victim mm-hmm. and ended up drinking, doing drugs, losing everything. The other one said, hey, I had an abusive father, but I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to go prove that I have worth and value versus the other brother said, oh, I'm worthless. I'm not worth anything. So it was all the stories they created. Mm-hmm. So life happens to me versus life happens for me. And then you start to realize life happens by me. My own thoughts, the way I think, feel, and act control the circumstances around me. So I can actually create different circumstances just by changing my thinking, the way I'm feeling, and the way I'm acting. And then the the last level is then life happens through me. So not only are you affecting your own world, you're affecting others around you. When you change the way you think, feel, and act, others are affected from that. So, and I'm sure you advise that the... Look, don't hang around with negative people. Yeah. You know, don't hang around with those (laughs) negative Nellies and they're just going to keep putting you down and taking you down with them. And, you know, you need to get a a, a more positive circle. Yes. Yeah. The people you surround yourself with. And that's that old saying from Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, all those guys talked about it. You are the product of the five people you spend your time with. And it's true because you'll start to see you start thinking the same way. If you're getting around people that complain a lot, you start complaining and you start bringing others down and it just creates this other energy. So you do have to be be very aware of it. And a lot of times family is the worst. Mm-hmm. Spending time with family that's negative and don't you don't need to cut your family off, but 
hey, maybe you don't need to go as much or spend as much time if they're really affecting your own mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think surrounding yourself like a group like Subner Men in Business, joining mastermind groups, doing those things to surround yourself with people who have a growth mindset. And even if you don't yet, being around those people will help shift your mindset so you can make a bigger difference. Absolutely. Because doing the same old, same old is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just going to, you're going to, what is the saying? You, if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll get what you've always you're, gotten. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 You got to do something different. But it, it's just, I think it's so important to, to change that mindset. And I yeah. think with Sumner Men in Business, that's going to help. Yeah. Because, you know, just the information you're going to be disseminating on there is going to open people's minds. I mean, totally. Yeah. They're actually going to sit there and listen and not yeah. checking their phones and, you know, twiddling their thumbs and yeah. when am I going to get out of here? It's actually going to be an incredible time, fellowship and building your personal self-esteem and your in your life. Yeah, yeah. And you saw at the meeting, too, there was a lot of reflections that people had. They realized, man, I need to make these shifts. Mm-hmm. I need to start putting my phone down at night and be present with my family. All these things started to come out when we took that time and the space to pause and reflect mm-hmm. and go through through some of the exercises. And that's why I want to get your feedback too, because obviously I'm biased. It's my group. And <laughs> I came in like, I'm changing things up. We're going to do this yeah, a different yeah. way. And I didn't know how people would react. And we got a lot of great feedback. But from your your point of view, being as part of the group, what yeah. did you feel? Well, the, I mean, the first thing, uh, I just felt the energy. Mm. I felt that it was a change. It was very, it's a very positive feeling. I mean, just walking in the room, you, and you you see a lot of the same guys that you know are in the chamber, and everybody's you know kind of being together. But there was a different feel about it, and I knew you were going to kill it. But the minute you opened your mouth and started talking and did the introduction, I said, "There we go." Yeah. I mean, that that's just how it is. And I started watching the facial expressions and body language of other people in the room. And they were like, okay, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> we have to change. Yeah. We, we made it. And it, it was phenomenal. And the feedback was mind-blowing. So yeah. keep up doing what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. So with these meetings uh, that they're going on once a month, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure the, the guys can reach out to you on Facebook, you know, if yeah. they got a question, because it is something that I just don't understand it. Maybe they need to to speak to you a little bit and kind of, you know, you can drill their head a little bit to find out exactly where the problem is. Yeah. And and one of the things is I don't think you can't really explain one of these meetings. Like, what is it like? You got to come experience it. Yes. So I invite you guys, anybody, if you have a business, you're a business owner, get there. Women listening, get your spouse there if they own a business or friends that own businesses. Make sure they get there because you really have to experience it for yourself because it is experiential type of meeting. Like you, whatever, each person in there got something different from the meeting. Mm -hmm. And that was part of the, the lesson too of something. It's not just to get the bullet points that the speaker talks about, it's to actually see how does this apply to me? Mm-hmm. So every single person gets something from the meeting that they can apply. Right. And, and it's important because everybody's going to have something different going on in their head. Yep. They need help with, you know what I mean? But I think it's going to cover a lot of different topics. And I think it's great that the chamber has formulated this group and, and made it such a, an impact uh, for folks. And it just gives us another avenue to, to help build our business by building relationships. And that's what's important. Yeah. So we've been talking with Dr. Justin Mosley and he is the mindset doctor. That's right. <laughs> I like that. You <laughs> came up with that. So he has Sumner men in business meets monthly. Just check out the Hendersonville chamber of commerce website and the events page though. It'll show up and you can sign up for that and take advantage of it. Cause it's, it's going to be a game changer for you. I can tell you that. So, uh, Dr. Justin, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this segment of 
Sumner County Spotlight. I'm Jeff Shannon. Join us again for more of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.